calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. Listen to mysteries about true histories on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin! Hello, one and all! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, coming to you live from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. Now, you may know me best as Lucy Wow's sidekick, but did you know that I'm also a puzzle master? That's right! I'm great at finishing puzzles! In fact, I just finished a puzzle a few minutes ago, and it was delicious! <laughs> I'm also the host of this podcast, dedicated to my favorite subject, invention! I love invention because I was invented! That's right! Every inch of me, from my body made of tools, to my butt that plays music like a boombox, was invented by Lucy Wow. How could I not love inventions when I am one? Now, you may not be an invention yourself, but you might be an inventor. After all, anyone from anywhere can be an inventor. Today's inventor, Steve Jobs, was born in 1955. As a baby, he was adopted into the Jobs family, who raised him in Mountain View, California. One of Steve's favorite hobbies growing up was working on electronics in the garage with his dad. They would take apart radios and watches and put them back together again. It was here that Steve began his lifelong love of electronics and garages. When he was 13, Steve met a younger boy who was also named Steve, Steve Wozniak. Everyone called him Woz for short. Steve and Woz both loved electronics and this shared interest created a friendship that would change the world. But before Steve could change the world, he wanted to see it. So while Woz went off to college, 
Steve dropped out of school, quit his job, and went to India to experience a different culture and study philosophy and meditation. When Steve got back from India, all of his friends were talking about a new invention in America, the personal computer. That's right! Back then, having a computer for your home was a brand new idea. Steve's old friend Waz was one of the first people to build one. As soon as Steve saw Waz's computer, he was impressed, really impressed. He could tell that Waz didn't just build a computer. Waz had built a computer that was better than the rest. Steve and Waz decided to start a company that would make and sell computers for the home. They called their computer company Apple. Now, what does a computer have to do with a delicious snack? Well, Steve at the time only ate fruit for every meal, including a lot of apples. He loved them. Steve thought the name Apple would make their computer seem more friendly than other computers. After all, who doesn't want an apple in their house? Also, since Apple starts with the letter A, it put them at the top of the phone book. The phone book was where you looked up addresses and phone numbers before the internet. The Apple Computer Company began making the computers in, where else? Steve's garage. This garage became Steve and Waz's world. They worked there every day and night. And after a few years, because of this hard work, Apple became one of the biggest names in computers. Around this time, Steve visited Sony, an electronics company in Japan. While there, Steve noticed that everyone in the company wore uniforms. Steve thought this was cool and easy. I mean, if you always wear the same thing, you never have to think about what to wear. So, Steve decided that from then on, he would always wear the same thing. A black turtleneck, blue jeans, and sneakers. And for the rest of his life, that's exactly what he did. But back to Apple. While Waz was a genius at building computers, Steve was a genius at selling them. Steve came up with the idea of introducing Apple's newest computer to the world with an action-packed commercial during the Super Bowl. No one had ever seen a commercial like Steve's or a computer like Apple's. And the result was a huge success. Apple had outgrown the garage. Steve was a perfectionist, which means he refused to make anything that wasn't the best it could be. This perfectionism led to great products, but also made Steve difficult to work with. And eventually, the other employees at Apple asked Steve to leave the company. Steve wasn't ready to stop working, so he started opening new companies. Sometimes he was successful, and sometimes he wasn't. For example, he started a computer company called Next that failed, but he also started a company called Pixar that went on to make Toy Story, Finding Nemo, and Cars. During this time, Apple had begun struggling to sell computers. So they decided to bring back Steve and see if he could make Apple cool again. Luckily for Apple, Steve knew exactly what to do. You see, Steve loved music, loved it. But unlike me, he couldn't play it out of his butt. So he decided to come up with the next best thing, a music player for your pocket called an iPod. These iPods were a huge success and made Apple the coolest company around. Steve didn't have time to celebrate. He was too busy working on his next idea, the iPhone. To be clear, Steve didn't invent how Apple products worked. He invented how they felt, welcoming, beautiful, with a simple style, cool and high quality. So while a lot of other companies made phones that did the same thing as an iPhone, none of them felt like an iPhone. 
And this was Apple's secret. The way Steve's inventions felt made them successful and turned Apple into the biggest company of all time. Not bad for a company named after a fruit and started by two Steves in a garage. Hello, one and all. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, coming to you live from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. Now, you may know me best as Lucy Wow's sidekick, but did you know that I'm also an expert at riddles? That's right. I just finished a whole book of riddles a few minutes ago, and it was delicious. Mwah. <laughs> I'm also the host of this podcast, dedicated to my favorite subject, invention. I love invention because I was invented. That's right. Every inch of me from my body made of tools to my butt that plays music like a boombox was invented by Lucy Wow. Now, you may not be an invention yourself, but you might be an inventor. After all, anyone from anywhere can be an inventor. Just look at today's inventor. Madam C.J. Walker. While today she may be remembered as the first black woman millionaire, she started out with nothing. Even the amazing name had to be invented. Madam C.J. was born in 1867. Back then, her name was Sarah Breedlove. Sarah, the fifth child in her family, was the first one to be born free. Everyone else had been born a slave. But being free didn't mean life was easy. Freed slaves were offered no opportunities, and so Sarah's family was forced to do brutally hard farming for very little money. Tragically, both of her parents passed away when Sarah was six, leaving her and her four siblings to try to make it on their own. Life just kept getting harder until, with no other options, Sarah was married off at the young age of 14. But then, only six years later, her husband passed away. Sarah was now 20 years old with a two-year-old daughter, Alila, and no job or money. It was a bad moment, but Sarah wasn't about to give up. So she moved to St. Louis, where she washed clothes during the day and went to school at night. She sang in her church choir and became active in the National Association of Colored Women. And you know what? Her hard work paid off, because in one year, Sarah went from being alone to being part of a community. Sarah's work as a laundress exposed her to harsh lye soap, dirt, and hot steam, which was bad for her health and her hair. After a year of this work, Sarah began to lose her hair. Work wasn't the only cause, though. Back then, many families lived without indoor plumbing. So regular shampooing wasn't possible, and problems like lice and pollutants went untreated. And to make things even worse, the products that could fix some of these problems weren't available to black women due to the racist policies of the time. Now, as a mechanical pygmy goat, I don't have to worry about my hair. I just have to polish my metal parts to look good. But you humans love your hair. And Sarah was no different. And she decided she would find a way to save hers. She searched and searched until she finally found the Poro Company. Poro was a new hair care company created by black women for black women. Sarah began to use their products and they worked so well, she not only saved her hair, but she also became a Poro sales agent. Sarah liked selling Poro products and she was good at it, but she couldn't shake the feeling that she might be able to invent something even better. She started to experiment at night, and next thing you know, Sarah hadn't just come up with one product, she'd come up with an entire system of hair care. With her system in hand, Sarah decided to start her own company. Wow! 
Around this time, she met a man named Charles J. Walker, and they were married soon after. Charles worked in advertising and suggested that Sarah change her professional name to something even cooler. This is when Sarah became Madam C.J. Walker. While her marriage to Charles wouldn't last, this name would. She began to sell Madam C.J. Walker products directly to black women, using a fleet of black saleswomen to sell the product. With a name like Madam C.J. Walker, of course it was a wild success. Soon, she employed over 3,000 people, mostly black women. And CJ herself became a famous millionaire. But CJ wasn't just interested in selling her products to the world. She wanted to make the world a better place. So she funded scholarships for women and donated to the NAACP and Black YMCA and dozens of other organizations. She established clubs for her employees, encouraging them to give back to their communities and rewarding them with bonuses when they did. At a time when jobs for black women were fairly limited, she promoted female talent, even making it a company law that only a woman could serve as president. Madam C.J. Walker was born in a time when there was no path for someone like her to become successful. But rather than give up, she decided to forge her own path. That path still exists to this day, and with it, a young inventor from anywhere, maybe even you, can one day change the world. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, one and all. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, coming to you live from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. Now, you may know me best as Lucy Wow's sidekick, or maybe you know me as the inventor of the rubber duck truck, the only truck that's entirely of rubber ducks. But today I won't be quacking about town. I'll be hosting as we discuss my favorite subject, invention. 
Now, you may be thinking, why does Kapow love invention so much? Well, my friends, I'll tell you why. I love invention because I was invented. That's right. Every inch of me from my body made of tools to my butt that plays music like a boombox was invented by Lucy Wow. How could I not love inventions when I am one? Inventions are everywhere and so are inventors. In fact, you might be an inventor yourself and not even know it. All it takes is a single spark of inspiration, a bit of determination to turn a chore into a challenge and a challenge into an invention. And that brings us to today's inventor. James Dyson. Have you ever been told to clean your room? Well, James was, but once he was done with his room, he just kept going until he was cleaning rooms all over the world. Let's take a look and see exactly how that came to be. James was born in 1947 in Norfolk, England. As a kid, he was great at long distance running, but according to James, he wasn't good at it because of any physical gift. He was good at it because he was determined. Other kids were born faster, but James was willing to keep going to keep putting one foot in front of the other long after he was tired. This is called determination, and James had lots of it, and not just when it came to running. Determination got him through school and into the Royal College of Art, where he was introduced to engineering, which is the science of building things. From engineering, James turned to experimenting, and then that experimenting turned to invention. His invention was called the ball barrow. It was a wheelbarrow that used a ball instead of a wheel, allowing it to turn and rotate with greater ease without getting stuck or sinking into concrete. The invention was a hit, and so James kept going, putting one foot in front of the other, experimenting and inventing. Now, one of the problems with experimenting and inventing all the time is that it can make a mess. This meant that James ended up doing a lot of cleaning and a lot of vacuuming. And the worst part about that was that James's vacuum didn't work very well. The dust bag was supposed to collect all of the dirt and dust from the floor, but kept getting clogged and that would reduce suction. Suction is when you remove air in order to force fluid into an empty space. Or to make it even simpler, suction is when you suck all the air out of your straw until the delicious milkshake goodness hits your mouth. Oh. A vacuum is the mouth and the dirt is the milkshake. If you lose the suction, you never get a sip or a clean room. Well, James wanted his milkshake and his clean room too. So he started experimenting with vacuums. It took five years and James had to build 5,127 vacuums before he finally got it right. Wow! But once he did, it was amazing! He called his invention the G-Force Cleaner. And not only did it never get a clogged bag, but it also didn't even use a bag to collect the dust. It used cyclone separation. Cool term, huh? But what is it? Well, have you ever held a friend's hand and spun in a circle? Well, if you do, sooner or later, the two of you separate. Things being spun in a circle always do. James's vacuum kind of worked like that. He sent his invention out to companies all over England in 1983. However, no manufacturer or distributor would sell it. 
You see, at this point, the people of England were buying over $100 million worth of vacuum bags every year. So the companies didn't want to get rid of them. So James decided to start his own company, Dyson, and build and sell his G-Force in Japan. The G-Force was bright pink and futuristic looking, and Japan loved it. The G-Force was such a success that the whole world started hearing about it and wanting to buy it. So when James's next vacuum, the Dyson Dual Cyclone came out, it was everywhere. It became the fastest selling vacuum cleaner ever made. And soon Dyson was one of the most popular brands in England. James could have stopped there, but instead he kept experimenting and inventing. He invented fans with no blades, hand dryers called air blades that dried hands faster than ever without using hot air, dishwashers, dog groomers. James' inventions are everywhere now, cleaning your room, your plate, your clothes, and your hands. But James couldn't have done anything without determination. After all, there were 5,126 failures before he had a vacuum that worked. James Dyson learned from each failure and kept going putting one foot in front of the other until his chores became challenges and the challenges became inventions. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? It's true! There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat Kapow. Hey, that's me! Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger! Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too! Keep on the lights, folks! Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club, wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. Well, today I got the most exciting news, and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths, don't faint. I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker, and I'm famous. The most famous mechanical pygmy goats ever live. Go to gokidgo.com and check me out. Lucy Wow merchandise is now available, and you know you need more Kapow in your life. Until next time, this is Kapow signing off. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go! Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features, like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. is an important part of our lives. Not only do we need it to be strong and healthy, but it can be a way we connect with others, like when you're sitting around the dinner table with friends or family. So what happens when someone commits a food crime? 
Food crimes are things like sneaking Halloween candy before school with a sibling, or making dessert that only you like, even when the whole family was looking forward to dessert. There are two sides to every story. So when a food crime is committed, we simply have to hear the whole truth. And in the show Food Crimes, you can listen as real kids bring their real stories to the food court. They explain the crime in question and make their case to the judge. So if you'd like to see if justice is served, be sure to listen to Food Crimes wherever you listen to podcasts.